Welcome to this episode of Christ I. In Galatians 2.20, Paul says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. In the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Christ I. Let's meditate on some of God's word. In Isaiah 55, 11, it says, So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. O oh God, may your word be prosperous in our lives. In John 4, 23, it says, The true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth, for the Father is seeking such to worship him. God is spirit. Those who worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. Oh, Father, give us your spirit now that we may worship you in this that we are doing. In Jesus' name. Be still and know that I am God, says Psalm 46.10. I will be honored by every nation. I will be honored throughout the world. Father, may you be honored in our contemplating of your word. In Psalm 62.5, it says, Let all that I am Wait quietly before God, for my hope is in Him. Oh, Father, we wait for you, oh God. We wait and then hope that you will bring to us prosperity in our spirits and in the spirit that you give us. Offer thanksgiving as your sacrifice to God. Pay your vows to the Most High and call on Him when you are in trouble. I will deliver you and you will honor me, says the Lord. But to the wicked, God says, What right do you have to proclaim my laws or take my covenant on your lips? Psalm 50, 14 through 16. To you, O Lord, we lift up our soul. Open our eyes that we may see wondrous things from your law. Help us to be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving ourselves. For the one who turns away his ear from hearing the law, even his prayer is an abomination. O God, when you hear our prayer, Help us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. When you hear the word fast, what comes to your mind? Usually it's having to do with denying ourselves something physically like not eating for a day two days or not drinking something that we like or not or not participating in something that uh, brings us pleasure when I think of fast that's what I think of that everybody's always said a fast is something you do to devote a time to God and to help you to remind you that God is your God, you know, that kind of thing. But when I look in the scripture, I find what does God say a fast is? And when we look at God's fast from Isaiah 58, it says, Is this not the fast that I have chosen to loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens? 
to let the oppressed go free and that you break every yoke? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry and that you bring to your house the poor who are cast out? When you see the naked, that you cover him and not hide yourself from your own flesh. Then your light shall break forth like the morning. Your healing shall come forth speedily and your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Then you shall call and the Lord will answer. You shall cry and he will say, Here I am. If you take away the yoke from your midst, the pointing of the finger and speaking wickedness, if you extend your soul to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted soul, then your light shall dawn in the darkness and your darkness shall be as the noonday. The Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your soul in drought and strengthen your bones. You shall be like a watered garden and like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. Isaiah 58, 6-14 Are you tired of doing things your way? You're looking to start doing things God's way. Well, here's something easy to do. God's fast. When I look at God's purpose and his practice, he says to loose the bonds of wickedness. Well, how do we loose the bonds of wickedness? What are the bonds of wickedness? Bonds of wickedness is the sin that we, that God says so easily ensnares us. In Hebrews 12, it says, since we have such a large crowd of, cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us lay aside every hindrance and the sin that so easily ensnares us. You see, sin ensnares us. It keeps us from running our race. It keeps us from endurance. It wears us down. It burdens us. It makes us sleepy. It keeps us tired. It makes us feel like we don't want to listen to God or read his word and meditate on him. We'd rather sit and watch TV or I know I do it in my life all the time. I'm constantly struggling with the fact that I'd rather be lazy. But we need, it said, let us run with endurance the race that lies before us, keeping our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. If we have faith, then we need to look to the pioneer and perfecter. Who is that? Jesus. We need his help. It goes on to say, for the joy that lay before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So how did Jesus get through all of his sin? And He didn't sin, but he was tempted. He lived this life as a human being. He went through the same things you and I go through, but he endured it. And he got through it without falling prey to it. How did he do it? He kept his eyes on the joy, his father, the joy of doing his father's will. And then Jesus says that he will give us his joy. He says in John 14, don't let your heart be troubled. 
Believe in God, believe, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you? Take joy in that. He's preparing a place for you. The joy of the Lord is your strength, it says in Nehemiah. In Nehemiah, the people had not heard or seen the word, the scrolls of the word of God for years. And they broke them out and, and Nehemiah started reading and they started crying and, and lamenting and, and realizing that, oh my God, we, we've, been, we've been horrible. We haven't, we've sinned against God and we haven't even acknowledged him. And they just started lamenting and crying. And the Lord told Nehemiah to say, don't cry. Yes, you should, you should lament, but realize this. Look to the joy of the Lord. Look to, to God for your help. And take joy in that, in his strength. And that will strengthen you. The joy of the Lord is our strength. The joy of the Lord helped Jesus endure the cross. And then back in Hebrews, he says he endured the cross, despising the shame. And in verse three, he says, for consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself so that you won't grow weary and give up. When struggling against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood. So you see, you can endure. You can endure by focusing and keeping your eyes on Jesus. When trials come against us and our cross to bear comes up on us, when you think that God is against you, he is really for you. The minute you, you think, when something comes up and you think, why is this happening to me? Why is God letting this, allowing this in my life? What is going on? That's when you really need to know and realize that God is for you, not against you. He says it in his word, believe it. That's Satan coming to you and telling you the lie that he told Adam and Eve. Did God really say that he's for you? Ha! Well, how come all this is happening to you? It's not happening to you because God's making it happen to you. It's happening to you because this world this world system, this, this is antichrist. It's coming against you because it's against God. And if you are God's child, it's coming against you because you are a child of God, not because God is coming against you and punishing you for something you did or didn't do. If you're in Christ, your sin has been thrown as far as the east is from the west. There is now, therefore, no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. God is not condemning you. He's condemning the world. You are not condemned. You are empowered. Given the strength. And the power to overcome. You are given the same power Jesus was given. While he was here on earth the Holy Spirit. If you have not asked for the Holy Spirit, 
Ask him now. Oh God, give me your Holy Spirit that I may have the power to withstand and endure this trial, this life, these things that come against me every day, moment by moment. Let me cry out to you, oh God, for help. Quit blaming God. And quit blaming yourself. Yes, you make decisions that are wrong. And they hurt people, hurt you, hurt your walk with God. But we have an advocate. Jesus came to be the propitiation of our sins. That means he came to take the penalty. In 1 John 1, 9, it says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. See, God is not against you anymore once you become a child of God. And if you haven't become a child of God, ask him. Repent of your sins. Say, oh God, I am a sinner. Acknowledge to him that you are a sinner. And you're not a sinner because you sin. You sin because you're a sinner. You were born into sin. Right out of the womb, you were a sinner. And you still are. Ask God to renew a heart, a right spirit and a new heart in you. Ask him to regenerate you. And once you do that, he has done it. He has promised. He is faithful and just. Believe in Jesus. And believe in God. And then fast God's way. And he will give you the strength and the power to overcome the evil that is in this world and the evil ones that come against you. It will not always be a smooth road, but when you fix your eyes on Jesus and remember that he paid the penalty so that you will not spend an eternity condemned, but you will go to the place that God has provided for you through the blood, the shed blood of Jesus Christ. And if you have not come to know who Jesus is, simply pray this prayer. Oh God, I have sinned against you and you alone. I am a sinner born into sin and I cannot help myself. Please help me. I believe that Jesus was born of a virgin, lived his life on this earth to be an example for a life lived in the spirit of God. That he was crucified, died, and buried. And on the third day, he rose again to prove and to show the power of God. And he is seated at the right hand of the Father now and intercedes for the saints. Thank you, Jesus, that you died on the cross for my sins. Thank you that you sent the Holy Spirit to help me 
to endure my cross. Fill me now with your Holy Spirit and give me power. In John 3, starting in verse 16, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, so that anyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Anyone who believes in him is not condemned, but anyone who does not believe is already condemned, because he has not believed in the name of the one and only Son of God. This is the judgment, that light has come into the world and people love darkness rather than the light, because their deeds are evil. For everyone who does evil hates the light and avoids it, so that his deeds may not be exposed. But anyone who lives by the truth comes to the light, so that his works may be shown to be accomplished by God. Amen.